98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. In an interview looking back at her term, outgoing CE Carrie Lamb says there was no mistake in pushing the extradition bill. A government adviser on the pandemic says Hong Kong has the capacity to open up. And police clamped down on triads following yesterday's shooting and machete attack in Central. The outgoing chief executive Carrie Lam says she has no regrets about pushing ahead with the extradition bill in 2019, a move that sparked massive protests and led to the arrest of thousands of people. Timmy Sung reports. Speaking on an RTHK programme which looked back at her five-year term, Carrie Lam reiterated that the extradition bill had been needed to prevent Hong Kong becoming a safe haven for fugitives. She says she had apologised at the time because the government had done a poor job in explaining such a complicated legal matter to the public in layman's terms, while the other side had, what she called, an overwhelming amount of propaganda. I do not think the government made a mistake in introducing this bill, Mrs Lam said. The chief executive says she had tried to mend the rift in society after she took office and that Beijing had taken an inclusive approach towards opposition lawmakers. But she said the extradition bill saga demonstrated that harmony at a superficial level was meaningless and what happened was unavoidable. Asked what she planned to do after she retires, Ms. Lam said she didn't have any particular work in mind. She also said she would not set up a think tank, as this would be like interfering with or influencing the work of the administration. Mrs Lam also said that the media and key opinion leaders were to blame for a lack of innovation from government officials, saying public servants had been undermined by the political environment. In a separate exclusive interview with RTHK, the outgoing CE also said the national security law wasn't the reason why people's freedom of assembly had been limited, saying this will be clear once Covid restrictions are lifted. Damon Pang reports. Carrie Lam says officials have been playing safe in recent years with their ideas in part because of the political environment. And that wasn't just limited to friction in the legislature. It also included the media and some key opinion leaders. They exaggerate what officials say and their policy measures. After a period of time, the officials say, OK, I won't do anything then. I just complete my duties and not try to make breakthroughs and be innovative because they involve risks. Mrs. Lam says officials have been targeted, but she thinks they are capable of performing better, especially through the use of technology or other innovative ways to improve public services. She says the civil service is still capable, seeing after their oaths of allegiance, they understand their roles better under the one country, two systems principle. While several key officials, led by incoming Chief Executive John Lee, have risen up the ranks of the disciplined forces, Mrs. Lam says administrative offices will still play important roles in the short term. They are very valuable resources to the governing team, she says, and can supplement the disciplined forces well. Mrs. Lam also stressed that Hong Kong people's freedom of assembly had been limited because of COVID restrictions, not the national security law. She says she can't see any changes to the public's freedom, saying it was whom she called people with ulterior motives who had linked the issue to the security legislation. The government's pandemic adviser David Hoy says Hong Kong's COVID vaccination rate means it could take a less strict approach to international arrivals, though he thinks the incoming administration first needs to discuss with Beijing quarantine-free travel with the mainland. The Chinese university professor was speaking to reporters after appearing on a radio programme. Currently, we have achieved 
reasonably high vaccination rates. So we do have the capacity to reconnect with the outside world. But however, to a lot of people, reopening the border with the mainland is also very important. So they have business there, they have families there. So I think the, the new government needs to renegotiate with the national health commissions on the criteria for reopening the border and then work out from there. Professor Hoy also said in the event of opening up internationally becoming a priority, officials might want to consider shortening hotel quarantine or allowing people to quarantine at home, though border controls couldn't be too loose. Professor Hoy also played down the increase in COVID cases here, saying it was not surprising due to the relaxation of social distancing measures. Yesterday, Hong Kong reported nearly 700 new infections, compared to 200 to 300 per day last month. He said people didn't need to worry too much as vaccines were effective and most cases were mild. The current vaccines like the Sinovac and BioNTech, they are still highly effective in preventing severe disease, hospitalization and death. So I don't think we need to worry about it, okay? If you look at the example, like in Singapore, they have very high vaccination rates, even higher than Hong Kong. Every day they still have about 3,000. At one stage, 5,000. And the same as in Hong Kong, the majority are only mild cases very low mortality. So we don't need to worry about this. We only need to worry about the brand new variant that may arise in the next few months. Police say they've arrested over 200 people in an overnight operation that targeted triads and their source of income. The operation, codenamed Levington, comes in the wake of yesterday's shooting and machete attack in Central that officers suspect was linked to a dispute between two gangs. Natalie Ching reports. In a statement, the force said officers had raided a range of entertainment venues, including bars, modern parlors and nightclubs. 208 people, aged between 16 and 79, were arrested on suspicion of wounding, possession of offensive weapons, trafficking dangerous drugs and running gambling establishments. Officers also issued about 140 fixed penalty tickets to people who had flouted social distancing rules. The United States is lifting the requirement for international arrivals to have a COVID test within 24 hours of boarding their flight. An administration official said the current mandate would expire on Sunday. Tori Emerson Barnes from the US Travel Association explains what this means for the country's aviation sector. There were 40 countries globally having lifted all COVID restrictions. Uh, we definitely have been at a competitive disadvantage. And uh, we expect with the lifting of the departure test to see uh, 5.4 million additional visitors this year, uh, totaling $9 billion uh, in uh, additional uh, visitor spending, which is absolutely critical as we uh, seek to, to rebound from an industry standpoint and from uh, an overall economic standpoint. Australia's taxpayers are to compensate the French shipbuilder Naval Group after last year's decision to cancel a multi-billion dollar future submarine contract. The deal was scrapped after Australia announced the new AUKUS security pact with the United States and the UK last September, which gave it access to nuclear submarine technology. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made the announcement at Parliament House in Canberra. Australia will pay the Naval Group 555 million euros, which equates to around 830 million Australian dollars. Ukrainian officials are warning of the risk of an epidemic in the Russian-occupied port of Mariupol because of the poor humanitarian conditions there. The city's mayor said there were already cases of cholera, dysentery and other infectious diseases. Dr. Jano Habicht is the World Health Organization's representative in Kiev. 
when um, we did a public health assessment of the whole country, we looked particularly Mariupol, and there is a high risk to cholera. We see the risk of cholera when um, people have less access to clean water, as well when the drinking water and sewage water could mix. And in football, Manchester United have contacted Barcelona over the availability of Frankie de Jong. The Netherlands midfielder played for the new United manager, Eric Ten Hag, at Ajax and is regarded as the ideal fit for his intended system at Old Trafford. And staying in football, Ecuador looks set to play at the 2022 World Cup after football's world-governing body FIFA dismissed Chile's claims that they had fielded an ineligible player at the qualifiers. Last month, the Chilean Football Federation said it had proof that Ecuador's Byron Castillo was born in Colombia in 1995 and not in Ecuador in 1998, as stated on his official documents. FIFA, though, said the decision remained subject to an appeal before the FIFA Appeal Committee. And now to the weather. It'll be cloudy with showers and squally thunderstorms. Showers will be heavier at times and will ease off tonight. Moderate south to southwesterly winds, occasionally fresh. And the outlook, there'll be showers tomorrow. It'll still be hot with sunny periods on Monday and the weather will be unsettled midweek next week. The current temperature is now at 29 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 85%. And to end the news, we will have the top stories once again. In an interview looking back at her term, outgoing CE Carrie Lam says there was no mistake in pushing ahead with the extradition bill. A government adviser on the pandemic says Hong Kong has the capacity to open up. And police have clamped down on triads following yesterday's shooting and machete attack in Central. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. Blood donations are needed more than ever amid the pandemic. You can call a donor center or use the Hong Kong Blood mobile app to make an appointment. Precautionary measures at donor centers have been stepped up, including regular disinfection, mandatory mask wearing, body temperature checks, and hand sanitizing. Donors are also required to undergo health and travel history screenings. Social distancing is maintained in waiting and resting areas. Book now to save lives. Real name registration for SIM cards has begun. All SIM cards need real name registration before use. Registration for existing prepaid SIM cards must be done by February 23, 2023. Existing service plan users need not register again. Individual and corporate users can respectively register up to 10 and 25 prepaid SIM cards with each operator. Real name registration for SIM cards is simple. Let's hurry up and register. Live across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3. All about the jam bands. Yes, got some requests here to start off the hour, though. In a little bit, we're going to get some dire straits for Philip. But first, for John, here's some Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights. Right here on Radio 3 with me, classic Michael Lance. Could you? 